Welcome to Podtoid39, faithful listener. Joining me today are Brad Rice. Howdy there. Jim Sterling. Stage Hall 1, the Gracial Fortress. And Aaron Lindy. Uh, boners? I can't, I can't, how do you follow that? What the fuck did he say? Yeah, I don't even know what that is. What was that, what? Jim? Jim, what the- Haven't you played, haven't you played Omega, Omega 5 today? Well, yeah, I've played through the whole game, but I, I was like, I was- That's ha- the guy! With your, with your, what, is that the guy? It's, because- It's the only reason to play it, is to hear Well, with your talking. goddamn moon language British accent, I, I kind of <laughs> garbled it up a little bit. Shotaro character, Sosaga. Oh, Yeah. Uh, yeah. This week we are going to be talking about uh, Mario and in a greater sense how long it takes before we get tired of franchises. Uh, we're going to talk about the Bioshock 2 rumor that the, the next game might be a prequel. Jeff Gersman, all that, the fallout from that shit, uh, a freelance reviewer left. And finally, uh, the, the new characters in Soul Calibur 4, Yoda and Darth Vader and what we think of that. But first, is anybody playing anything interesting? Anything fun? Anything I'm weird? I'm finally playing the orange box. Hey. What took you so long? Um, it took a while to come out on PS3. Fair enough. What do you think? Um, I'm absolutely loving Portal. Albeit the times when you know I get stuck on a puzzle. Right now I'm on uh, Test Chamber 18 and I'm finishing it up. But it's just like you get you get so frustrated with a puzzle you want to start bashing your head in. And then you just go look at it from a different angle, and you're like, fuck, that was really obvious. Why couldn't I figure this out, you know, a good three hours ago? <laughs> the only problem I had with portals was when you had to do the really, like, the precise stuff, like when you put a portal in another room and jump from a high place into somewhere else, and then have to turn the way you're looking while you're in the air to, and it, you know... That's the, whole- the puzzle that I'm on right now. Ah, Yes. I know. That, I'm, that, I'm, I was on that for a while. Yeah, I'm kicking myself in the nuts over it. Are you getting motion sick? Um, not really. It's just that I get pissed off when I finally get the angle and I shoot the portal, only to realize that you know I'm halfway like over the water and I can't you know try to you know push myself forward so I land on a platform again and not die. That or it's like one of those um, alternating portal puzzles and then you have to do, you know, blue then orange and blue then orange and you get to the last one, you fuck up and you do the last one you, you shot, you shoot the wrong portal and then you just sort of land really unceremoniously. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't gotten that far to, you know, kick myself in the nuts for that. Oh, well, it's coming. Look forward to it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, Aaron, you playing anything? Uh, yeah, actually, um, I uh, oddly enough today, um, I, I've been so busy that I haven't actually... Uh, uh, managed to pick up anything new. Like I, I keep telling myself that eventually I'm going to buy Rock Band, but I haven't done that yet. Mostly because I don't have any friends to play it with, and that's half the appeal. Um, but I did uh, today, uh, just a couple hours ago, and I only note this because I think it's really bizarre. I, I uh, was picking up a copy of uh, Ninja Gaiden uh, so I could make Itagaki uh, sign it when I go interview him tomorrow. And uh, <coughs> while I was oh, at I think the a store, name just got dropped there. I just dropped a name, yeah. Well, you know, by the time... Well, no, okay, I'll probably be a day late. But, okay, by the time people hear uh, hear this podcast, it'll probably be Friday that I get that up. So, yeah, keep an eye out for that. Um, about Ninja Gaiden 2. So, anyway. But while I was there, I found a copy of uh, Conquer Live and Reloaded for the Xbox. And I remember kind of liking Conquer on the N64, and it was like 8 bucks. So I was like, sure, whatever, you know, who gives a shit? <laughs> and I played it, and, like, they really improved the hell out of it. Like, it's, it's substantially 
I mean, like, it's one of the best remakes I've ever seen. Like, it looks so fucking pretty. It's one of the prettiest, you know, regular Xbox games I've ever played. And it's really funny and actually not a bad platformer at all. Like, it, it's definitely from Rare's uh, heyday. and has their has their golden touch, if you will. So that I was sincerely kind of wish that more people had fucking bought that remake because it is, yeah, like you said, it's it's, it's really, really, really and you know, and playing. you know, we were just talking last week about wanting you know good writing in games. That game is fucking spectacular in its writing. Yeah. Like it's funny as hell and really smart. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's crass and it's and the humor's really lowbrow, but you know, it is really smart on a lot of levels. So yeah, if if anyone uh, any one of our listeners hasn't played that game but can find it on the cheap it's definitely not a bad investment and it's playable on the 360 and that's always handy it, it, any any game that opens with a reference to a clockwork orange is at least worth a look jim uh, i've spent most of the day in the gracial fortress but when i'm not <laughs> being in there um i can say that in guitar hero 3 legends of rock news um i've upgraded to medium hey, hey. i've actually upgraded to medium um and not doing too badly you know i get around well 80 to 90 percent not too bad for a man who you know when he bought the game it should have been called guitar spastic but i've been doing okay but i will say slash i know you're listening you know you're guns and roses you have to be listening if i ever meet you i'm going to shove your stupid little hat up your asshole there's no need to be good at a game slash prick <laughs> Well, he's hanging out with Bill Gates all the time now, so it might be kind of hard to get uh, yeah. to him. I'll shove the hat on both their asses. There's no excuse for those guitar battle things. And I know they were Slash's idea. Are you having how any fun with them, or are they just too punishing? They're just shit. They're rubbish. Because I'm not good at them. Oh. No, wait a minute. What, what, is this about, what is this about the guitar battles, the, the boss battles being Slash's idea? They, they were his idea. He phoned up the developers and said, Hey, I'm Slash, by the way. I've got this great idea. Why don't you have guitar battles like me and Axel used to have when nobody was looking? And I always beat him. If he tells you otherwise, he's a lying cunt. Um, and yeah, so then they put it in and it was his idea. And he said, By the way, make me really good at it in the game. Because so, he's yeah, horrible at it in real life. It's, it's shit at the guitar in real life. He's got a very Seriously, good look. They've got, he uses stunt hands when he plays. They're <laughs> not his hands. He's got a guy behind him, like on those, you know, the old, what they do in variety shows when they had a guy behind a curtain and his hands would be, you know, independently moving and the guy stood in front, didn't know what the hands would do. So that's Axel on stage. He's got a guy <laughs> hiding behind him underneath his coat. Alrighty then. So that's I know all about so Guns N' Roses. Yeah. I, I'm an expert on Guns N' Roses. Bitches don't know about my Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Bitches do not. Although, after playing that, I well, might as well be called Cunts N' Roses. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm, that's officially the name of the episode. It'll be, there will be an asterisk there, but that's still the name of the episode. <laughs> okay, so, jumping right into our first topic... Um, Atheistium, one of the community members, wrote an article where she basically, long and short of it is, she is getting tired of Mario, Super Mario, the character, the games, and a lot of people share her sentiment. And the question is, how long does it take when until we really can get tired of a franchise that maybe it should end or 
as we're seeing with Mario, even when, when Galaxy is at its best, it's still just, in quotes, just another Mario game. So what do you guys feel about uh, retiring older characters or possibly reinvigorating them? What do, you, what do you think we should do with these guys who have been around for 20 years? Uh, Aaron? I, I don't know. See, that I okay, as much as I like a- atheistism, her, she's a swell lady. But I kind of... I. I hate hearing that shit. Like, oh, just retire Mario. Oh, it's just done. It's just, you know what? Fuck it. If it's still like, I don't know. I think that there are plenty of there are plenty of returning franchises that probably deserve the boot by this point. But I mean, I don't see why Mario is so constantly targeted as as someone who, you know, as as a franchise that you know needs to kind of shuffle loose the gaming coil because like, you know, at the very least Nintendo has consistently provided. I mean, like I can see like. Let's put a you know let's start putting a stop on the amount of like you know franchise whoring you know sports titles and you know not the RPGs those are still good but everything else can you know I, I can take or leave that shit you know Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games fuck that I don't care but um but the the platformers and the main games and a lot of even a lot of the spinoffs like you know Mario versus Donkey Kong and and that kind of thing and, and again the Mario RPGs have been so consistently fun but especially the platformers and especially with Galaxy you know. They've been so spectacular over the years, and they've never really kind of sunk into mediocrity the way that other established, long-running franchises have that do kind of probably deserve to be retired for a little while. Um, I don't. I don't think. I think a franchise needs to end when it stops being fun, and I, I don't see Mario as anywhere near that point just yet. You know. Anybody so, else? Yeah. What do you think? I think that, you know, we don't get hit with Mario titles so often that it actually becomes a problem. <clears throat> I mean, well, we the, get... It, it depends on what you're talking about, though. Like, if you're talking about... I, I mean, real Mario titles. Yeah, like, okay. as you said, not hoard out sports Yeah, franchises. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something that actually, you know, serves a point other than being a uh, cutesy retard fest. Um. Yeah, I mean, we get, what, maybe one or two a console, and that's about it. We, we're getting Galaxy and Super Paper Mario, and that's probably going to be it for the Wii in terms of um, what Nintendo is going to put out for Mario ti- for real Mario titles. And both the games are legitimately fun. Like, I mean, whenever I go to play Galaxy, I'm having a ton of fun. It brings, It makes me sit and think about, yes, all the old Mario games and... It, like I'll sit there and I'll play a world and it's like, oh, this is an interesting way to take a 3 look at some of the stuff from, you know, really old Super Mario games. So I don't really see a bad thing about it. I think the thing that extends the life of a franchise is always going to be just slight tweaking of that formula. Like as 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 you were saying, Galaxy finds new ways. To, it's still it's still a jumping sort of jump running jumping grabbing coins sort of Mario game at his heart, but it's still got that, it's got the the, uh, the, the gravity gimmick, I don't want to call it a gimmick because it's great, but it's got that gimmick behind it that keeps it, to my mind, fresh. I mean, you look at, I know everybody, no, nobody agrees with me, but um, Metal Gear Solid 3 for me is is a sequel that has no, like, positive gimmicks, has no interesting twist on uh, the Metal Gear Solid formula, and that's, that's the sort of thing that I imagine she was talking about when she was writing the original article. What, Jim? No, that's no, no, no. That's that's all I need to say to that. <laughs> well, the, see, the eating mechanic made no sense. You just had to run around and collect little boxes, and it didn't help you at all. And then when the game tells you how much camouflage you get from each camouflage, it's it's then why even do it? If David Hater says Metal Gear, then it's good. That's that's what you need. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Could you run that bias again, please? 
if David Hayter says Metal Gear, that's all you need. <laughs> that's surprisingly good. I know. Otacon. Hindi. Long time no see, brother. Oh my god. See, Ow. that's what we should do. Like, how about this? Podtoid 40, right? Let's just reenact the entire fucking script of Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes. Let's just do it. Every codec conversation, every cutscene, every fucking guard. What's that? Whose footprints are these, you know? A box. <laughs> we, have to, we have to skip that bullshit conversation about love on a battlefield, though. If there was some way to hack into every copy of that game that's ever been released and just erase that scene between Snake and Otacon, I'd fucking do oh, it. Yeah. I don't care how long it would take. And more Mantis. No, no, no. What yeah. if you what if you just played uh, like what if you just played <laughs> what if you just played yakety sax over the love in the battlefield thing? I think that would actually spice it up quite a bit. <laughs> that would actually, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think you could, you could you could just retitle that as Metal Gear Solid Four, and I would be I don't I don't care what the next one really is because it would never be better than that. That's right. But uh, what the fuck were you talking about? I have no um, idea. Mario. Oh yeah. Here, we got off I've on a actually, tangent because Anthony doesn't like Metal Gear Solid 3. That's what it is. I've actually got something to say. Um, Holy shit. No, yeah, I know. <laughs> Believe it or not. I mean, what, with my, like, six posts over the last month on the site? <laughs> yeah, you're too busy wanking over fucking child porn hentai, aren't you? Yeah, when I you're, know. And you're not sending it to me. You, you, you are a giant anime tentacle, aren't you? And you just Yes, yeah, so I'm actually five. Five and yeah, ten. yeah, and you just type by splashing your wet digits on the keyboard. That's sort you're, of you're getting this kind of hot there, Jim. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. This is okay. this is the Cunts and Roses episode, so there's no end to it. <laughs> True. Um, you got to sort of strike a fine balance between, you know, improving the series like you do with Mario Galaxy versus Twilight Princess. Uh, Twilight, like. I'm more in line with you, Anthony, in terms of how you review Twilight Princess. I just didn't enjoy the game, and, you know, I ended up... I just couldn't get into it at all. And Galaxy, on the other hand, it it did tweak um, the idea of 3D Mario, but it brought about enough new innovations right off the bat to keep me interested and, you know, not make me think about well, you know, this doesn't hold up as well against Mario 64. I mean, I still sit and I play through the levels and I enjoy it. I mean, if I'm talking with friends about the game, that thought might come up, but not while I'm playing the game. That's the difference. The whole suspension of disbelief is there, Um, I guess for lack of a better term, um, when I'm playing Galaxy as opposed to Twilight Princess. I thought it was interesting that a couple days before I read Atheistium's article, and Aaron, I know you'll be able to, to, to comment on this, I was playing the Burnout Paradise demo, and I enjoyed the living shit out of it, just r- driving around the nonlinear um, universe with you know the Burnout physics. But a lot of people were complaining that it's not Burnout-y enough. They were having the exact opposite complaint that we're talking about in terms of Mario, that it's not being true to its roots and, and, and so on and so forth, when the Burnout series seemed to really be trying to up itself for the, for the next generation of games. What do, you, what do you think about that, Lindy? Uh, well, I agree. I mean, I mean, we were playing that game together. We were having a fucking great time. I think you said like that. Um, what we were talking the night before, and you said it was like one of the first games where you've ever actually had a chase with someone. Yeah. Like actually chasing someone down, and uh, and I agree. I mean, that's the kind of thing about the Burnout Paradise demo that I've really enjoyed. Um, I have played Burnout before, and you know, 
I, I was pleased to see like a little bit of an evolution. Maybe it was because that I never played Test Drive Unlimited. I hear people saying that there's, you know, it's essentially burnout trying to be Test Drive Unlimited, and that pisses a lot of people off. But it's, I agree, it's it's kind of strange how people pick their battles when it comes to whether or not a franchise should stick to its guns or whether or not it should, you know, evolve or die. Because it's like, you know, you hear a lot of people bitching about Mario. It's like, oh, great. Another Mario title, another, you know, jumping, coins, suits, whatever, fuck that shit. And then it comes to something like Burnout, and they're like, no, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. <laughs> I want my money back for this demo. You know, that, I'm just like, what the fuck? It's, like, really, I mean, like, you know, stick with one. I mean, if, if someone's going to get really pissy about, I mean, everyone's going to have a different perspective on what franchise should and should not change, and it all comes down to whether or not you appreciate what that franchise has been doing up to that point. You know, I personally have always... All of my favorite platforming experiences tend to come from, you know, the Mario series. So, for me, it's like, I hope it doesn't change. I hope there's no radical departure from what Nintendo's doing. I hope all they do is continue to tweak and improve the formula because that's what works for me. You know, likewise, you have the people who really love Burnout who are pissed off when Burnout moves to more Burnout Paradise model. And, you know, because Burnout is what works for them. Um, I don't think there's any definitive answer to this, if only because people tend to be, you know, people tend to work in their own taste to this argument. There's no, I mean, obviously there's no objective stance to it, but people assume an objective stance, which is really fucking dumb. Brad and Jim, would you be okay with with Nintendo spending the rest of their days just tweaking the Mario formula? Would you ever want to see it retired, essentially? I've checked my diary, and apparently I'm not biased against Nintendo this week, so... um... So I'm actually going to stand up for Mario this time. Um, I mean, if you... Because I, I haven't actually... I was waiting to talk about Atheist Jim's thing, but nobody asked me to talk. So I just talked about Metal Gear. But um, as far as that Sorry, goes... That's okay. As You should listen to the podcast, so that'll teach you how to host a show. Um, Shut up. <laughs> or Podtoid-san, which is, you know, what, like four episodes ahead of Podtoid? Well, I'll never, yeah, I'll never I mean, reach the, the tentacle-filled heights that Poddoid Son delivers on a weekly basis, Brad. I apologize. Yeah, yeah that's was, because we... are already in the Grey Shield Fortress. 45 minutes talking about the newest Naruto episode. That sounds like a fucking gas. Believe it. <laughs> I don't think we've talked about Naruto in, you know, like a good 10, 15 episodes. <laughs> Anime is just little girls going, ah, and then some bloke comes in and goes, Oh, oh, oh Deutsch to your chocolate teapot. That's <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck was that? That's I wish I could disagree with that, but that's like a, a line for line translation of like paprika. That's all that movie is. Oh, yes, of course. I'm kidding. I've watched a few. I mean, mainly I wanked over a Rodasaka Dodgy, but you know, I've seen a few animes. Then oh what I just sent you is the uh, impression of all anime ever, I assume. Right. Okay, I'll watch you that. Better watch this one. But sorry, we're talking about. Oh Mario. God, not this! <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I picked the worst one to send to Jim. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to click on it. No, yeah, hey, don't. Jim, it's broadcast on Japanese TV, so you know. Oh, sorry. Right, look, 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 look. I'll end this digression swiftly. Podcast with I know, no, I understand that. I'm going to end this digression swiftly and precisely. To sum up what Brad just sent Jim and me and everyone else, I can be summed up in two words, like schoolgirl and panties, and that's all you need to know. He showed it once to me. I never talked to him uh, about that. Okay, so that's so, done. Anyway. Jim, what were you saying? Yeah. Yeah. Mario will get old when Mario stops being timeless. I think that's that's the main thing I wanted to say, is I don't think he's aged at all. 
I mean, well, physically, because his moustache is still black, but he hasn't aged, you know, he doesn't seem old to me. You compare him, and I think it's because he hasn't tried to radically change himself. Now, if you compare him to Sonic, who is pathetically, desperately still being repackaged to look cool to da kids, with, you know, his new, like... the Hedgehog. Shadow the fucking hedgehog, cream the rabbit, bollocks the hamster, fuck puppet the <laughs> chihuahua, all this bollocks. Um, you know, just adding more characters all the time and restyling Sonic so he looks sleeker and he looks a bit more Japanese, throwing in those Pokemans in things. Um, trying it's to do too everything much. Everything that happened in Sonic 360. Like, you yeah, know, everything, yeah. And shit, yeah. All that shit. I mean, that's when you. That's when a franchise is in trouble when they're desperately trying to save him. And I don't think Nintendo has ever had to save Mario. That's true. But so I think that, also that's, that. That's my, can, and I'm going to plug myself really briefly and just say that I actually wrote up a like a three-page fucking diatribe about this on the Escapist. So if anyone's curious, you can go read it there. But I touched on that a lot. The uh, the, the the Sonic bullshit and how like I think that that Mario. Mario's development over the course of the last 25 years has been about lateral expansion as opposed to, you know, like uh, a development of maturity or trying to place, you know, unnecessary gravitas on it. Like, you know, with Mario, it's like, you know, if you look at games that were released, you know, in the last three years and compare them to the games that were released in like the first, you know, five or ten years of Mario's career, you know, they don't really differ all that much. There's just more of it. Like, if you look at you know, Super Mario Brothers 3, it's wacky, it's cute, it's colorful. If you look at a game like Mario Luigi Superstar Saga, it's wacky, it's cute, it's colorful. There's text, there's a story, but at the at, at its core, it tries to be exactly what it is, which is, you know, funny, entertaining, platforming with story elements in a in a completely new place, in like the Bean Bean Kingdom. It's, it's more or less the same shit, except there's a lot more of it, and it's a lot deeper, but it doesn't try to... It doesn't try to up the ante by getting all fucking serious like Sonic did. Mm. And uh, yeah, that I, I agree, Jim. That's been absolutely pivotal to keeping Mario timeless, as you said. You know, yeah. Not, I mean, it's not I've not even unnecessary bullshit. Sorry, I mean, I, I Mario isn't even like near the top of my favorite series of all time. You know, I, I don't. I, I really like the games, but I don't. You know, get a huge deal of joy from them. But if you can't, if if you've become so jaded that the simple act of bouncing around in a happy, colourful world, collecting coins and jumping on things' heads doesn't entertain you anymore. I think you've become a very sour individual. I don't think you need much more than that. Than, you know, you could keep giving me that all the time, as, as Mario does, and I'll be happy, but then I'm also the guy that can just press the A button over and over again until all the medieval Chinese men are dead, so <laughs> who am I to talk? I, yeah, uh, I think it comes down to games. Gamers are always going to find something to whine about, and you give them, you know, one of the best platforming experiences ever. They're going to go, uh, same shit, different day. My, I think like my only, uh, I'm fine with you know Nintendo endlessly redoing Mario, just as long as they do new shit as well. I mean, separate and apart from doing a Mario game, a Zelda game, and then you know, eight original IP. Mario. Yeah, I. I, that's why I was really excited to see Project Hammer, just because it was Which Nintendo. Which got fucking cancelled. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> Nintendo's doing something new. Fuck yes. And then, oh no, sorry, we're cancelling it. Uh, it's, it's hanging out with back. sadness in development hell. Yeah, yeah pretty, pretty much. much. Well, a, a game has to have existed before it can die, and I don't think sadness 
they, had, they did have that awesome in-screen trailer with the chick holding a torch at rats. Yeah. And if that doesn't make me want to buy a game, I don't know what will. God, I could borrow a video camera, set it to sepia, and then call it a fucking game trailer. <laughs> Just film um, fucking ants in my garden carrying leaves and bits of shit around and say, yeah, it's ants the game. And you'd be better off than Space Giraffe. Oh, don't get me started on space. Yeah, actually, yeah, this, get me started on space. No, this Giraffe. is a, this is a road we do not want to go down. Yeah, I, I've we, just all, been we, we all agree. There's no back and forth. There's it's just hatred. It's just pure hatred from all of us. I will say this: I was really surprised to see all the people jumping to the game's defense in the comments. Did you guys see that? <laughs> oh, they'll do anything. The people who comment on that site will do anything to be cunts. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I've had it up to here. But. When you spend the first, like, six months of your career being called a, an anti-Sony fanboy, then the next six months being called an anti-Nintendo fanboy, and then because you say you don't like Mass Effect a few times and write one article that might not be favourable to the Xbox 360, and you're called anti-Microsoft as well, fuck off. Just, <laughs> well, that just, just means you're a PC gamer. Just no, it, just means, it just means Jim is anti. That's all you need it, to know. He's just anti. Just leave the oh, imposter, oh, oh. leave the dash there. I asked this guy who apparently has noted an, noticed an anti-MS bias in all my posts. <laughs> I asked him, I said, am I fucking Jack Thompson now? In that I just hate every game ever. I just, just, just fuck off, all of you. Did I'm sorry, I'm on edge. I'm, I can't remember. Oh, it was, I was stopped being overdramatic. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm being overdramatic. I say one bad thing. You know, I criticize one thing about your favorite faceless multi-million dollar corporation, and you take it personally. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm on edge. We had to ban someone from Detroit the other day for harassing me constantly and stalking me because I said a few bad things about Sony once. Dude, no, I think you're forgetting the, the real reason to stalk you, which is your sweet, sweet ass. And monocle. And your monocle. It is pretty, I've got a new yeah, I've got a new monocle, I'm looking at it now. It's so beautiful. Picks. <laughs> or it doesn't exist. Um, yeah. <laughs> moving right along to our next topic. There's a rumor, and everybody knows that rumors can be trusted, that Bioshock two may be a prequel that takes place during the civil war between Ryan's men and Fontaine's. And, and hey guys, to... GoldenEye is coming out on XBLA. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, we're actually going to talk about that Sorry. later. But thank you for oh, ruining that discussion topic, Jim. I didn't know he was... Where? It's in the, the, in the chat action. that I post that you didn't look at. Yeah, well, I told you I didn't read that. <laughs> That's a, that doesn't exonerate you. You're the host, and I'm a guest, and you failed to control me, to quote oh. Alan Partridge. Oh, I'm yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I can't believe I missed that quote. Which, which series is that from? One or two? Um, One. Oh, I can't believe I didn't catch that. What the um, fuck are you guys talking about? Alan Partridge, Steve Coogan. You never watched that show? Oh, okay. No, no, no. I just totally misheard you. Okay. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain everything to you later. It's all good. Fine. But um, we talked about this on, on when Aaron was still hosting the show back when it was awful, and you were saying that we – were, we were basically saying that there was no need to, to, to make a Bioshock sequel – but now that we've heard it may be a prequel, does this? I mean, does that change your view of it all, Aaron? Uh, well, you know, I like the fact that everyone's getting all pissy about—not pissy, but everyone's pissing their pants in it. So, in a, in a sense, they are being pissy, um, <laughs> just in their pants uh, over over like, oh, it might be a prequel. Of course, if they're making a fucking sequel, if they're making another Bioshock, it's either going to be a prequel or a sequel. It's like flip a fucking coin and then write a post. Jesus Christ! But like, uh, I. I don't know. We've talked about this before, and it's like I don't care. 
I just I, I almost I hate the fact that they're even entertaining the notion of extending that franchise because it's just a sad fucking sorry state or a sad uh, it's just a sad sorry fucking uh, statement on the state of the industry. It's like you know if something even sells remotely well or garners any amount of critical acclaim, we're gonna fucking just you know hitch up one of those milking systems up to a you know fucking cock and just milk it till it's shriveled. You know it's like that's that's the best that we can do. Is that we can, you know, <clears throat> developers can see a sure thing and just fucking ruin it with sequel after sequel after sequel. And it's like, you know, I don't care. Fuck it. I just don't care. They can leave it where it is. It's perfect. That game is damn near perfect. It's fucking great. The story is awesome. Leave it where it is. Motherfuckers. <laughs> of all the sequels they could have... I'll, I, I, I'll, I'll, I totally agree with you that, I, I mean, I'm more irritated than anybody that they, they made as many Katamari Damacy sequels as they did after we love Katamari cuz that was genius but i think if i mean if they had to make something and they of course they had to because they're them they're the the corporations i'm sort of okay with the fact that it's a prequel and that i mean as long as ken levine's not connected i can totally ignore it and just pretend it's not part of the canon of the story but the chance to go to rapture and to see everything when everything's just really shiny and impressive and beautiful when it's actually in its heyday and maybe see uh, people before their splicers when they're actually intelligent and they, they you know they have things to say. I mean that's sort of appealing in a weird sort of I don't know just nostalgic sort of sense to me to me personally. I don't know. Any maybe I'm just retarded. What do you think, Brad? Um, considering I've never actually played Bioshock because you know oh, I don't what own the fuck. I don't own a 360, but the game is sitting right fucking there. Oh, ouch. Yeah, I know. And is your PC not good enough to run the PC version? Oh, my PC's shit. My PC couldn't run Half-Life 2 or uh, Portal. Oh, oh my god. god. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, basically that's what I'm sitting on. Um, and it's going to be at least another four months until I uh, play Bioshock. Because I don't exactly think I'll have an American 360 in Japan. Unless, you know, I just steal cheap EDs. But, um, from what little I know of the game, I'm alright with there being a, a uh, prequel but uh, I really, like Aaron said, I don't think there needs to be it It's you can't just let the game sit and be a good title I don't quite see what the appeal is going to be because I mean I sat through like the first two, uh, up to up through the first boss, the uh, crazy doctor uh, yes, Diamond Sir. yeah um Going through that and seeing that how you learn everything through backstory and like finding items and piecing everything together, making your own sort of view as to what went on, um, I don't see how you're going to be able to take that same sort of enjoyment and put it into a prequel. I mean, yeah, you can have you going around talking with people and getting their ideas about, you know, which side are you going to join, but then I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it might just turn into a bland FPS version of KOTOR. And I think also, let's not forget the fact that, I mean, prequels tend to be just by definition sort of underwhelming. Just because, you, you know... You know you what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. And unless there's some really big fucking twist, like, I, I will say this, very... There are a few examples of prequels actually working towards the benefit of a series. And though Anthony hates it, you know, from a gameplay stance, Anthony, what did you think about the story in Metal Gear Solid Three, and like I, how that 
What's that? I, I, I didn't like it for the exact reasons you said the prequels are underwhelming. I knew I felt like I knew everything. See, was really, because happen. because uh, like okay, with Metal Gear Solid Three, and I think uh, Lee and I um, have talked about this. Like we, I think we both just went apeshit on this for about an hour on G Talk once. We're just freaking out because we both realized, yes, that's so brilliant. But like, uh, like Metal Gear Solid Three retroactively made Big Boss a sympathetic character. Like uh, you know, if you look at mm-hmm. um, what's that? No, I was just agreeing with you. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I, I misheard you. Um, because, like, you know, if you look at... you know, you heard, Fuck you, you stupid asshole. Pretty much, yeah. That's Every time Jim opens his mouth, I expect to be insulted in one way or another. I love you, Jim. Um, <laughs> uh, but that's like, only because you know, we're not in person. If I open my mouth, you'd be expecting something else. That's right. Oh, man. I can't... <laughs> <laughs> dates. Oh, um, anyway, uh, but like... Yeah, raunchy in here. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 3 retroactively made... Like it was like it it made Metal Gear Solid one and two make sense because originally it was just like you know I'm Solid Snake I'm on a mission what the fuck Big Boss is a jerk and then oh my god he's back what the fuck is going on and it was just like it was just he was just some random villain who was just being pissy for no fucking reason but through the events of Metal Gear Solid three it it gives him an amazing amount of 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 motive and uh, and sympathy and and you know he he becomes a sympathetic character retroactively like how many games can you say that where a game released you know, I forget what uh, fifteen, twenty years after the fact. Um, you know, makes the original somehow deeper and 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 more interesting because of it. Um, there are, you know, prequels aren't you know always bad, but they tend to be bad for the most part because you always know what's going to happen. Human is. Uh, I think the only reason the humanization of of Big Boss didn't work on me is because I never seen him before. Like I didn't play the original. I didn't beat the original Metal Gear, so I, he was just another guy to me. Well, it's not like it's not as though in the original Metal Gear he was he was that much of like a deep character. It's not like you were like, wow, he's just a you know. It's there's not much emotional impact to those games, but it does kind of leave a little bit to be desired when you know your your CEO just ups and decides to fucking go ape shit and build outer heaven for no fucking reason. But um, and but it's developed in in Metal Gear with all of um, it's developed in in, in Metal Gear uh, Solid with all of uh, Liquid Snake's bullshit, and then in Metal Gear Solid Three, you finally get an understanding of how that hierarchy of, of madness kind of came together. Yeah, I mean, I never played the played through the original Metal Gears on the NES, but I don't know. Big Boss is such a shadow in the first Metal Gear Solid, and a little bit in Metal Gear Solid Two. He's just like this overcasting shadow over all the events. But I don't know. He, he just even though I'd never played the originals, he still felt like this overbearing kind of menacing figure who you knew was a shithead. And then you finally get to meet him almost in Metal Gear Solid 3. I think it worked without knowing the backstory because I never knew the backstory and I'm a huge Metal Gear Solid fan. But um, as far as the Bioshock stuff goes, I already, because I, I wrote the post about it on the on Detroit, it was, um, and I pretty much voiced my concerns there and they're exactly the same as Brad's in the, we we already... I mean, the first Bioshock, the story of that, the plot of the first Bioshock, is the fall of Rapture. We've already seen it by using something called our imagination. Now, I know that's completely atrophied in most of us, you know, in the past ten years, or well, past God knows how many years, actually. But, you know, we were actually provoked to use our minds a little bit and actually think and imagine. And it just annoys me whenever games, movies, when anything has to just take all that mystery and imagination and fantasy out of a storyline and just throw it on a slab and say here you are, you're too fucking stupid this is where everything is and that was one of the most appealing things about about Bioshock was being able to look at these decrepit, decaying 
uh, environments yeah. and imagine them as they want. Yeah. And like kind of and, and be able to see shit and and gather enough context that you can get an understanding of what it must have been like before. Exactly. It I, I I don't want to see it how it was. So in basically, mind, we're I've going to be getting a uh, Star Wars episode one through three. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that's more, it's far more likely than the Godfather Part Two than the flashbacks to that. I mean, I think I, I, I agree know, exactly with what you're saying, Jim. Because like there, there's that part. I don't know if you guys found it because I, I I didn't find it until like my third playthrough. But you go to the the Fontaine's home for little sisters. There's 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 a little machine hooked up to a, to the wall, and you go up to it, and there's a picture of a, a man in a diving suit on one screen with a button, and then on the other there's a there's a, an image of a, a mother, and there's buttons beneath each of those screens, and you press the button underneath the the man in the diving suit and some chips fall out. You think, oh, that's weird. And then you press the button connected to the mother and it electrically shocks you and actually takes some of your health. And it's like, holy shit. Yeah. They were yeah. forcing these, they were, they were brainwashing these children through the, the positive and negative reinforcement. And they, yeah, I mean, you were, you're, you're right on the money. If, if I actually get told that in the prequel, then what the fuck was the point? The, 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 the moment of discovery, figuring that out on my own is something I've never even gotten in a movie. Exactly. That was it's, exactly it's, one of the things that was that that um, so many people hailed Portal for. I mean, like that's one of the things that makes Portal brilliant is the way that you know you use a very, very, very small amount of explicit information to um, uh, to disperse a great deal of information, of, mm-hmm. you know, by context and by atmosphere and environment and all that shit. You know, Valve and you know Two K and, and well, Irrational or whatever you want to call them. I mean, they did a great fucking job, and to go back and somehow you know just. It, like it'd just be pissing on it. I mean, it'd be like a portal prequel where you see, you know, take your daughter to work day or some shit. You know. Yeah, it's just. That would be kind of cool. I mean, you know, I don't want them. I don't want to meet Andrew Ryan again. I don't want to meet Doctor Steinman. You know, um, Cohen. I don't want to meet these people again. I've met them and I've been able to piece together my own, you know, my own story of how they fell from grace, how they went mad, you know. All this kind of stuff. I don't want to see their definitive version. It's almost like taking Silent Hill and doing what the movie did and telling you exactly what Silent Hill is. Like, like eight once, times in a row. Yeah. just In the games, they don't explicitly tell you anything about Silent Hill, but the movie told you what it was. It had to be something. It had to be part of something. It had to have a face. It had to have a definition. No, it didn't. These things don't need that. Um, you know... Michael Myers doesn't need the mask taken off. You don't need to see the face and take the mystery out of it. Just all that kind of thing. And I'm not going to say explicitly that whatever whatever it is that 2K does won't work. But if it does work, then I will mail them my own cock. (laughs) Because I will be that amazed and thrilled as well, obviously. They'll deserve it if they somehow find a way to pull it off. Exactly. Bronze that thing... Yeah, they bronze that shit, frame it, put it on a wall, just as proof that they did the impossible. Uh, Moving on to some quasi-old news made slightly relevant by a new post. Uh, As we all know, GameSpot is uh, a a fascist organization, and it fired Jeff Gersman for giving Kane and Lynch a lower review than they would have wanted because of all the money that uh, IDOS was dumping into them. Should point out, GameSpot didn't do it, as the story goes. It was CNET CNET, and IDOS, who were the cunts. That's right. But um, recently, uh, a freelancer who was working for GameSpot had, has finally quit. He actually immediately jumped out of the lifeboat, so he says, uh, right after the debacle. But he finally quit. And since we haven't got a chance to talk about it on Ponta before, I thought this might be a good time to, to bring up the subject. And Jim, what do you think about this whole bullshit? I'm a selfish man, so the first, you know, one of the first things I thought was fucking great for the blogs. 
it's great for the you know the guys who don't have corporate hands up their ass rings picking at the little bits in there um, because you know we're the ones you can trust kind of you can't trust me <laughs> but you can trust Aaron and Rev and Brad um, no you can't you can't trust well, Rev you can't trust Brad uh, Aaron you can't trust Brad with your email address yeah I know that much um, hey it's your own fault. You can't you even trust him it. not to post Japanese porn during a podcast. <laughs> exactly. The man can't help himself. <laughs> you know what? Fine. I'm going to start emailing it to you now. Oh, no. no. I'll hey, guys, welcome it. to my hell over the last, like, two months. The minute Brad discovered I was, like, repelled by that shit, he's like, oh, okay, well, daily email time then. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I just sorry, have but... a listserv set up. Allow me to sign sorry, you up but... for some newsletters. <laughs> Ma- Mass Effect Hentai crosses the line, and you cross the line in the first email you ever sent to me. <laughs> what, the oh, welcome damn. aboard, Jim? That one? Fucking... Oh. Mass Effect <laughs> born. Uh. I'm sorry, I just died laughing when I saw that on 4chan. Oh, dear. Anywho. Oh, um... Yeah, moving swiftly on. <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, uh, trusting us. Journalistic yes. integrity. So <laughs> much for that. <laughs> I'm not a journalist. I hate that term. I, because oh, again going back to the readers, how I loathe them. But um, because none of them it, are listening. Well, no, no, only Slash is listening. <laughs> yeah, slowly burning Wobbly with a rage inside his mansion. Oh, he's sitting in there with a brandy in his glass of brandy in his hand, going See, leave actually, me, Elijah. That's how he talks. <laughs> See, Jim, I think if you play his head. next album backwards, you'll just hear this episode of Podtoid. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Jim, go on, please. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just don't 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 say journalist in front of me because half the readers out the corner of one mouth they'll have a go at you saying, Yeah, you're a blogger, you're not a real journalist, but if you say one thing they don't like, oh where's this journalistic integrity? choose yeah i mean i'm not a, i'm not a journalist i wouldn't like to be a games journalist for the simple reason of what happened to gerstman i'm quite happy just being a blogger and i don't see any shame in that um because it's been used as a derogatory term a lot more recently i've noticed um usually by calling us wannabe game journalists so i don't want to be a game journalist i want to be a blogger and i'm very happy being it thank you very much um but yeah i just think i think the gerstman debacle was good for for that in the it, it shows you who you can trust, and I don't know if you can trust any any website that says owned by insert corporate name here, because you'd be naive to think that um, editorial and marketing weren't mixing together. You'd be naive to think that, because they do. I, I will say this, though. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed. Uh, did we post on this? We may have. the um, uh, What Dan Shu uh, did in um, uh, EGM, the latest issue of EGM, in, in his uh, editor's note, for the issue, he pointed out three companies. I think it was Ubisoft, uh, Activision, I want to say, and <laughs> someone else. The Mortal Kombat and group. the Mortal Kombat. Oh, and Midway, and Midway, Midway. right? That uh, that have barred uh, EGM from coverage of their products because of poor review scores. Um, and uh, and and you know, Shu took the fucking high road and and you know was honest and upfront with his readers and said, okay, here's what's going on, and that. I really appreciated that. Like, and Ziff Davis to me, uh, like, you know, I'm sure, you know, we've everyone's had some problems with. I mean, I, I, I 
whenever I read EGM, I kind of wonder whether or not they inflate their scores a little bit. Mass Effect made me a little concerned. Like, you know, 9.5 for Mass Effect? Eh, no. 10 for fucking Halo 3? Not quite. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, for the most part, it's like I, I appreciated that because I think right now, I think, if anything, the Gersman debacle was important in that, uh, you know, like you said, Jim, it does show you who you can trust, but also it plays a new and, uh, well, not, not even a new, but a, a renewed and, uh, re, you know, um, newly focused uh, attention on that end of things. You know, like, it's not so much I'll swallow whatever you, you know, come in my mouth. It's it's like, you know, I'm going to actually, you know, readers are actually starting to pay attention to that shit and calling people on their bush, uh, bullshit, and that's important. Um, so, they're, so they're gargling the cum and then deciding whether or not to spit or swallow? Exactly. That is exactly what they're doing. And, um, you know, I, I think that there are some instances in which, you know, you can, you know, some there are some corporate entities that merit a little bit of trust because they do fight for it and they fight hard and I I mean I know these guys and they they from what I've been hearing especially lately it's it's a hard won battle but they are winning it some of these guys and uh, but you know for the most part I tend to agree that you know corporate interests do tend to muck things up. But... I will say one thing though about Ubisoft and Activision and the Mortal Kombat guys, fucking babies. Yeah. Seriously, what children? Yeah. That's if you put out a just... shitty game, you should be prepared to be held responsible. Exactly. Midway's done this before, haven't they? To, to one-up, isn't it? Have they done it to one-up where they, they said... Days. Midway well, just said, oh, you're going to talk shit about Mortal Kombat. Well, no Mortal Kombat for you. Just, much, just yeah. fuck off. You children. If you do a shit game and you know it's shit, then just throw your hands up to it and say, yeah, all right, we made a shit game. That's what Hudson did. With, you know, Bomberman Zero, they're like, yeah, we know we fucked up, but hey, Bomberman Live. You know, yeah, just... And actually, and they made up for a lot of bad blood. I mean, they, exactly. they really did turn things around. And and I, that's what pisses me off, especially doing reviews this, these past, what, eight months I've been doing reviews editor. Um, like, you know, people get... I think that's at the heart of why it infuriates me when people get so bent out of shape defending their pet project game for the month, the game that they just will not have... You know... The, the game that they will put throw themselves in front of speeding bullets and trains and cars and shit just to make sure no one talks shit about it, despite the fact that it is an obviously flawed game. It's like, why would you afford these companies who don't give a shit about you except getting you know making a profit off of you that kind of defense if they didn't even have the fucking courtesy to sell you the kind of game that you were expecting and the game that you deserved for, for your $60? Like, I've never why... understood that. Yeah. Why, why, why does Ubisoft get your loyalty over the fucking bloggers who are talking to you directly and who aren't bullshitting you? Why, why, yeah. why are we the ones who have to earn your trust when also, Assassin's Creed has, you know, three hours of gameplay tops? And that also, was the alarming like thing to about point out, Oh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I would just, just while we're on the subject, you know, either you want honesty or you want us to blow smoke up your ass. It's one or the other. If if you're having a go at us for being honest about a game, be fucking thankful we're being honest and saying things you might not like. Be be thankful that we're not frightened to upset you by stating our honest opinion. So just yeah. you know, just decide. If you want someone to lie about the games you play, then by all means go to a CNET own site or something. But if you want people to be honest, then quit your bitching and read Destructoid and you know, if we say something bad about the game, just say, okay, I disagree with you, here's why. Don't go, oh, you're shit, you are a cunt bastard in the arse, or whatever it is you say. But, you know, just and either you want us to be honest or you want us to lie. 
Yeah, yeah. And for the love of Christ, stop reading reviews to see if people agree with you. That's the wrong fucking reason to read a review, and it's it's a waste of your time and it's a waste of the writer's time. For the love of Christ, stop. Yeah. Like that's for, fucking. Dumb. Of all the for all the sub five reviews I've I've scored, I've gotten you know pounds upon pounds upon pounds of either shit or or agreement from people who didn't understand what I was saying. For any positive review I've gotten, nothing. It, it either gets yeah. ignored. People go, why? It doesn't make any sense. None. It's the it's the same as these guys. Channeling that, this black there. That cool. It's the same as all those guys that accuse me of being anti whatever it is I've said one criticizing thing about that week. You know, if you say something good about it, they ignore that bit. They ignore when you've been when you've said something nice. But if you say something negative, even if you're you know you're just saying your honest opinion about something, oh. Heaven for fucking fend. Yeah, and that's and that's what actually you know, and all the talk that came up and that, that came up everywhere, not just at Destructoid, but a lot of it did come up at Destructoid. Um, over over um, you know, game journalists, and again, I use that term loosely, uh, and and reviewers especially, and bias versus unbiased, like that shit God. fucking blows my mind. Uh, How can you possibly approach something like the gaming journalism industry, which is staffed entirely by enthusiasts, people that love fucking gaming? Of course they do. What? There's no other reason that you would go into an underpaid, overworked fucking position, writing to a bunch of pukes that piss on you every time you like insult their favorite <laughs> game, unless you yourself loved fucking games. Exactly. So, you know, of course, every single fucking reviewer and writer brings along their own interests, their own paradigms, everything, you know, their their own values. And, you know, say like, oh, I want an unbiased review. There is no such fucking thing. There's no unbiased yeah. review of anything. If you are a living, breathing person who appreciates something at some time, you're going to have some sort of varying, you know, you, you can't be objective. You are not a, a, a fucking sack of rocks. You can't do that. Exactly. If you want something without bias, just close your eyes, okay? Hammer whatever the fuck you want into the keyboards and then get the Opera browser to read it to you. <laughs> That's the only way you're going to get something unbiased, my friend. I actually did a, a community blog about it, you know, a whole thing about people cl accusing you of bias. Thank you very much. I hold my hands up to it. Yeah, I'm a biased guy. The Xbox 360 is my favorite console right now. I don't like Mass Effect. I don't even like Bioware that much. What are you going to do? Fucking shoot me. Yeah, Those exactly. And, like, and, and, uh, and, uh, and bias is a sign of someone who actually knows what the fuck they're talking about. Roger Ebert mm. is a smart guy. He's a biased motherfucker because he's seen a shitload of movies and he knows what he's fucking talking about. Like, not when it's about games. Yeah, unless he's about talking games. about video games. Not, not, yeah, right. <laughs> but in, in terms of movies, obviously. And, you know, similarly, I mean, you have people that, of course, they're biased because they've played a shitload of fucking games, they've read a shitload of fucking texts about games, they know what the fuck they're talking about, and I'd like to think that, you know, a lot of the people working at Destructoid and a lot of the people working at the industry, not all of them, but most of them, are those kind of people. That's yeah, the end of the day. what we do. See, actually, one thing I noticed, and I noticed it this week where I seem to have just been getting a lot of people attacking me recently, um, one thing I've noticed is... Half the time when they accuse you of bias, it's because they can't accept that you don't like something for any other reason than some sinister ulterior motive. If you say something bad about, like, the PS3 and they love the PS3, it's like, well, well, no normal human being could dislike the PS3. It's perfect. They must have some sinister pro-Microsoft or pro-Nintendo agenda. And I'm sorry, but if you... If you complain when one of us is honest about something, then you have no right to criticise CNET for what it did to Gersman. 
just keep on reading GameSpot. Yeah. If you're a gamer, you don't have to defend anything. Ever. Yeah. Yep. You just like what you like, and you have an opinion. You don't have, EA is not you know, biting their nails hoping that a bunch of people will defend their latest game for them and that their army will be so, so loyal. I mean, they, they know it'll happen, but they don't fucking depend on you. It's okay. It's not, we're not that underground. You don't, it's not like you have to, you know, you're, you're exactly. fighting for your favorite band to get into a venue. It's not a big fucking deal. And well, except for upset, the Sony Defense Force. That's fake, though. If I got upset every time somebody took the piss out of Dynasty Warriors, I'd be an emo by now. <laughs> Seriously, do you see me getting up in people's yeah. faces saying, and, oh, you're talking shit, you don't know what you're talking about, Dynasty Warriors is, you know, the great... I mean, I do say it's the greatest cultural <laughs> event since Dio's Holy Diver, but that's besides the point. <laughs> um, actually, I mean, half of that is me taking the piss, because I know it's not the world's best series, and I know that most people hate it, but I love it, and, and I'm, you know, secure in the fact that I love it, and I, m- most people don't. It's... I don't... I'm not so threatened that I have to defend it all the time, as if I'm defending myself, as if my love of Dynasty Warriors reflects badly on me as a person. It's like, it's a... I like a fucking game, and if other people don't like it, tough. Yeah. More copies for me to buy. It's it's that kind of high-fidelity sort of thing, you know, where people define themselves by their interest. It, the mm. Pitchfork Media, also another big culprit of that shit. And the kids who read it, and the kids who are like, what are your top five favorite bands? Fuck you. You know, you are not, you're not the games you play, so if the games that you play get shit on, no one's shitting on you. If, if your favorite game is, 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 you know, Polly Pockets, you know, Rape Fest Extravaganza, you know, awesome game. Back, back lot Abortion 2007, you know, and if someone says, hey, that game's a little shitty, and, you know, no one's saying that you're a shitty person for liking it, it's okay, and you don't owe the companies that kind of, you know, vehement defense. Mind you, they they do use it to attack me if I say something bad about Mass Effect. They're all, oh, my Dynasty Warriors is shit. Oh, okay, thanks. I don't I'm see sur- how that protects <laughs> Mass Effect, but thanks. I'm I'm I'm, depre- I'm constantly depressed that year after year we get people jumping in front of trains for you know every every corporation or whatever. And but like we we. Yeah, but and we haven't heard that much about boycotting GameSpot in the you know a week after it happened. Nobody made a big deal about that. There's never there hasn't been a huge petition for it. Why? These are the people that you need to be backing up. You need to be backing up fucking Gersman and the bloggers and not not GameSpot. These are the people you need to be attacking, not people who disagree with your fucking opinions. Get hit by bus. But really, how much how much are you going to be able to seriously mobilize? I mean. Yes, you could say, say you took away 10,000 readers from GameSpot. That's going to be what, well, like a small Not enough to hurt them, but, but just, just, to, just to make a, th- you know, uh, the diggers aren't doing anything. The diggers could, you know, get, a, get one, one site made and then keep it at the top of dig every fucking week. I mean, more than they do it when they get angry enough at us. I mean, <laughs> why aren't they doing that? It's not going to fucking bankrupt GameSpot, but it would at least be some sort of sign that they're supporting Gersman and denouncing this lack of journalistic integrity that's been running rampant since fucking the invention of, of video games. I really yeah, don't think unless you get it off of the internet and actually start getting more public pressure on them, that CNET would honestly give a shit. Like, I mean, if you got, you know, on a couple of actually talk shows, I mean, hell... I think you could replace, like, you know, fat activists on uh, CNN with a discussion about the whole Gerstmann thing for, you know, 20 minutes. You I'm can fill that time slot. You're a fat <laughs> activist? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 like, I'm serious. <laughs> there, 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 
I've been watching CNN, and there was a fat activist talking about whether or not Wilson. God cares if you're fat. Um, <laughs> I, oh, wait a minute. No, 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 no. He's absolutely right. I've heard about these fucking people. The uh, the, the Fat Acceptance League or some shit? The Fat Acceptance League. Oh, Foul. Yeah, no, no. I, like, I think yeah. I told you about this before, Aaron. No, but, no. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure we brought it up on Podtoid way, way, way back when, because I said it was like, I was like, I'm fat, and I don't accept it. Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, was, I mean, I'm, the last I'm time fat, I actually appeared on like two times ago on Podtoid. Yeah. So 37, I think. Alcoholics acceptance. What? Just take me as I am. What? I don't have to change. <laughs> and then you fucking hit a kid with your car when a DUI. There you go. Pedophilia. But um, I think we could, we, could probably, <laughs> we could probably talk about this for years, but we'll just move on to the final uh, item of discussion. Yeah, because I'm getting oh, hungry. Ah. Well, this is going to be an interesting, just based on what we talked about earlier, this is going to be an interesting discussion. Star Wars characters in Soul Calibur 4. The Xbox yes. 360 is going to get Yoda. The PS3 uh. is going to get Darth Vader. Now, I agree with Jim with this, so we're just going to start with the dissenting and therefore wrong opinions first. Aaron, what do you think? What the fuck are you talking about, dissenting and th- therefore wrong? I don't, I fucking agree. It's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. No, I was no, the- that's, no, that's not what no, I think. No. Oh, okay. Do I have to play devil's advocate? You and I. No, no, no. Defend defend yourself and then. Because these two are defending the giant soulless corporations of. Oh, oh, you guys love it. Oh, Jesus. We're not defending corporate. We're defending the fact that putting Darth Vader in a fighting game is fucking awesome. Oh, it's fucking brilliant. Hold up. Wait a minute. Now, okay, no, no. That statement is fucking wrong, and I'll answer it, and I'll tell you why in two words. Terrace fucking Kasi. That was three, but I don't care. Okay, well, ignore, ignore that. Ignore that. Yeah, That's yeah, the only it, example it, of Darth Vader in a fighting game. No, 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 it's no, no, no. Hold on, wait, 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 stop, 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 stop. Okay, I'm not, I'm not saying that by virtue of Darth Vader or Yoda's appearance in Soul Calibur 4, Soul Calibur 4 is going to suck. The Soul Calibur 4, Soul Calibur has been a great series. One, two, three, and four are both are all awesome fucking fighting games, and I love them dearly. It's not going to ruin the game. That being said, it's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Okay, oh. look, Link makes a smidge of sense because at least he fits mm. in a sort of pseudo chronological way. He's what about Spawn. Like, what? what Spawn, Spawn doesn't make any fucking sense. Oh yeah, Spawn doesn't make any sense at all. I agree, and brilliant. I thought that was fucking. Hold up, wait, wait, wait. And I, I thought that was fucking dumb too. I can I deal with Link. Dumb. I can't deal with Spawn, and I sure as shit can't deal with fucking Darth Vader and a fucking lightsaber fighting against people with goddamn sights and size and swords. What, what the what, fuck? Why? What's the big deal? It's not like Soul Calibur 4 is the most realistic franchise in the history of mankind. It's got a really No, 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 no. But there. talk about taking the balls out of something. Like, really. Like, if you're... I mean, that's like the one surefire way that, like, it's it's hard... Like, I'm not saying that it's the kind of game that everyone should take seriously. I'm not saying that. I've never taken Soul Calibur so seriously that I'm just like, oh, I need to defend it. Blah, blah, blah. It's not like that. But it just seems so fucking wacky. Like, I, I can't wrap my head around how you get Darth Vader in Soul Calibur. Like, Don't like, think seriously. about it. Yeah, Don't, honestly. No, nobody thinks about but, how No, 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 but you can't... No, no, I, I, and I understand that. And if I could if, if I could let go of the rationale that makes me, like, dwell on it, I could probably enjoy the idea. And, and I'll admit, admittedly, I really want to get a fucking PS3 so I can play as Darth Vader in Soul Calibur 4. I'll admit well, that. actually, Aaron, but But here's the thing. You can't present something like Darth Vader in fucking Soul Calibur 4 and not expect the cogs to start turning so fucking hard they shoot off the spin. <laughs> you can't fucking do that. That's a total fucking brain meltdown. And, like, to quote Lewis Black, that's tantamount to if it weren't for my horse. 
Like, that's exactly <laughs> what that fucking is. Darth Vader in Soul Calibur 4, my brain fucking shuts down. Yeah, well... Speak, I, and until, I, uh, until I resolve this fucking absolute train wreck of reason and, and sanity in my head. It's, yeah, well, that's... It, they shouldn't even stop at Darth Vader. That's what I reckon. I reckon Seriously. Them, them, them co-founder, I need to just take out all the original characters. Nobody gives a shit about Nightmare. Just chuck him out. Chuck out Raphael. Chuck out all the women with the big tits. And put in just all kinds of pop culture from the 70s and 80s. Just chuck it in. Take out fucking Nightmare. Put in Lionel Richie. Take out fucking <laughs> Siegfried. Put in Dr. Claw. Just put in Reese Rockposa. Chuck Norris. Just make them all fucking fight. Just, just imagine it, man. Seriously, just I mean, make it... my monster grow, and I'll get you for that pizza repulsa. If you could fucking get the, all the characters from Mugen, that free, that open source, just collection of 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 you know fucking characters, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. and give it that level, the the Soul Calibur four level of control and incredible just mechanics, that would be the fucking greatest game ever. No, no, ever no, no. Made. I, and I agree. I think that would be fucking amazing. But the thing is, with Soul Calibur four, they haven't done that. They haven't gone the whole nine. They went just far enough to demonstrate how batshit fucking insane they are, but are still trying to put on a legitimate Soul Calibur experience, like surrounding it. Direct. Well, maybe it doesn't add up with me. I can't reconcile one with the other. Maybe they're just testing the water and we're going to scare them off, and we won't get to see the Super Smash Brothers for the 70s and 80s. <laughs> <laughs> so Brad, you've been oh, trying to say something this whole time. I'm yeah, sorry. I, I was just trying to say that you could explain it away simply by the opening of Star Wars a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It was a long time ago, so they could theoretically be in the time that Soul Calibur is. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sure Darth Vader just took a fucking wrong turn on his way to Endor and happened upon the Soul Calibur tournament. What's this? Exactly. It's a fucking sword. Oh, fuck those Jedi bullshit dumbasses. I'm going to fucking fight here for a couple days. I don't got anything pressing. What, we got Leia locked up, you know? The rebels are on the run. It's good. It's cool. I got that settled. I'll see you later, Emperor. I got to go fucking fight some bitches with my lightsaber for a while. Yeah, but one of the things I got to wonder about is how fucking unbalanced Darth Vader is going to be. It's just like anyone gets near you, force choke, force lightning. <laughs> Throw your lightsaber across the screen. It's good. And- I, hope it's, I hope it's so excessive that the whole game is broken. I would yeah. buy yeah. it. <laughs> I hope if you attack somebody once, no matter what they do, it cuts them in half. They block with their yeah. wrist, fuck them, they're dead. They try to block it with a sword, fuck you. I want See, Aaron, there is actually a, a Star Wars fighting game after uh, Tarisk Sai, and I actually own it. My yeah, my girlfriend, I have no idea why the fuck she bought this for me, but she bought me the Episode 3 video game, and yeah. I played the through the entire Wait, that's a that's a fighting game? That's like a tournament it's fighter? It's, it's, no, no, it's not a tournament fighter. It's, it's an just, it's an action game, but after that, they have a uh, one-on-one fighter. Do they really? Oh yeah, yeah. It's built into it. Oh, okay, and- I must have blocked that out along with that, you know, time that I was, you know, using heroin and dating a twelve-year-old boy, among other things. So a typical Japanese. Yeah, I was going to say you didn't stop doing one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it's bad news for me. All I, all I know is they were probably testing the water, and now all the negative comments are going to scare them off, and I will never get Wily e. Coyote versus Starscream. <laughs> you can imagine it. Honestly. Who no, 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 no. No, now, now that the idea has been spoken aloud, it will not be stifled. You can't, you can't shut something like that down. That's going to happen. There's, there's, if, there's, if, it there's doesn't, no if a company doesn't make any... it happen, we're going to fucking make it happen. <laughs> 
I mean, there's, there's, no, there's no logic to any uh, any fighting games. They have they have no promises to keep whatsoever, other than being fun. So why not go that extra nine? You know, no, no, no. I know, but there, but but usually there's some coherency in terms of of the characters and the setting and that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, but they're, they're all boring. Nobody remembers them. Nobody unless you talk, unless you're talking about like Time Killers, which was absolutely fucking insane. Aaron, as for memorable characters, Bridget. That's all I need to say. Who the hell is Bridget? Bridget. Uh, Guilty Gear. Oh, yeah, okay. The, that makes sense. Dick. It's a flop. But I mean, if you have to consider the fact that it takes a hermaphrodite to make a memorable fighting game yeah. character, then um, hey, Brad. Just for the record, Bridget is a poor man's poison. Just saying. Uh, I prefer just Bridget saying. to poison. Oh, come on. Does anybody else have anything to say on this note? Uh, no. All I'll I say is there are no pleasing should... gamers. They complain about you know there being too much complaining and, and whining in game journalism or whatever, game writing, and you give them the best news ever in video game history, <laughs> and they find something to moan about. I, I'd, I'd say it's in competition for the best game, best news in the history of fucking news, as well, far as yeah, I'm concerned. Yeah, this, this beats, you know, some nameless fucker landing on the moon. This is real, real life. Seriously, I'll never see the moon. Okay. Fucking, I can see Darth Vader in Soul Calibur 4. <laughs> But uh, we'll move right on into, into some, some reader questions. Okay, Agent Moo asked a question, which we sort of hinted at last week when we mentioned Smash Brothers for a second. But do you think all the hype surrounding Smash Brothers Brawl is warranted? And this is really just an excuse for us to, for you know, Aaron and I to geek out about it. But, but Jim, you didn't seem to share our adoration of Super Smash Bros. So what do you, what do you think about this whole everybody creaming oh. their pants over every single dojo update? I'm not going to play it for a while because, as you all know, I'm moving. And I sold the Wii to facilitate that to buy myself an Xbox 360 where I'm going. So it's waiting there for me so I can just experience no downtime in my game time apart from the moments when I'm on a plane. Um, but So I've not... I've not been that excited for it, just for the simple fact that I know it's going to be a while before I play it. I will get a Wii again, but just like with Super Mario Galaxy, I, I'm not anxious. I can just sit back and think, eh, I know the game's going to be decent, I'll play it when I get round to it. Um, and I'm not, I think the game's going to be good, but as I said, same with when I said Mario's not a bad game, but it's not one that I get uber excited about. There's very little Nintendo does that I truly get you know, really itching and eager to play. If it's there in front of me, yeah, I'll gladly play it, but it's not something I'm ever going to slip my wrists to play. Um, so that's about all I can really say about it is, again, Super Smash Brothers, the new one, is going to be good, but I can wait on it. And Brad, are just, you... I don't... Sorry, no, I just no, no. Say, You know, just so long as David Hayter goes Metal Gear in it, then I'll be happy. Yes. <laughs> As um, I understand it, he's got uh, there are stage introductions for uh, you know codec conversations introducing every. There are I've seen this so good, which is like <laughs> that's pretty much Metal Gear Solid Four for me. I mean that's all I yeah. need. Farting. What kind Farting. of yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is Mario. I'm, glad to, I'm looking forward to facing him in battle. Yeah. <laughs> a surveillance camera. Of course there's a surveillance camera there, Snake. You're in a military base. Don't sound surprised. <laughs> oh they got five, five, sixers and pineapples. Nobody knows what that means. The colonel doesn't know what that oh. means. He, he just needs to hold it. He put his hand on the speaker and then turned and then asked somebody what he was talking about. You know, if they but, ever do remake uh, Metal Gear Solid again, they should just turn the colonel into a totally senile motherfucker. Like, they've got five, five, fives and pineapples. Pineapples. Have you seen- I'm hungry, you know. 
Haven't you seen the the Metal Gear? Is it Metal Gear Fiesta? When they actually oh. do the kernel, like to to get onto that crate, you gotta crawl on your belly, like a snake. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, such a, it's this flash cartoon. It's, press the X, press the X button to get onto that crate. Press the X button. What button? Gotta sit. Got, uh, see you later. I gotta press the bonjour button. <laughs> oh, it's classic. <laughs> Seriously, go Anywho. to the new grounds and look it up. It's a very good and crab battle. Oh yeah, crab battle. Crab battle. Yeah. Brad, I, I, how do you? I don't know anything about your your Super Smash Brothers allegiances. What do you think? Um, I'll occasionally play the game, but I'm not a complete fucktard over it, like my roommate is. Um, it's, it's just an enjoyable game for me, but when you get the people who actually start being serious and who start practicing, like, so they know the exact amount of damage and know every character's every single fucking move by heart, I think that gets into the obsessive level. And that kind of kills the fun for me when I'm surrounded by people who are that intense about it. Like if I just play with my friends from home, we sit and we play the game, we enjoy it. You know, one of my friends is usually better than the rest of us and he kicks our ass, but, you know, he doesn't geek out over it. He just has a couple characters that he plays and he played through the game. That's it. I I actually, I spoke to this guy on another site. We were talking about Super Smash Brothers online and how it was a good thing. And he disagreed because... Because of the, the change in frame rate, he wouldn't be able to L cancel with Fox. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Fuck him. Fuck him in the no, ass. All, like, all my yeah. friends are like that, where you L cancel and you wave dash and then you up air and they, they know See, every that shit just kills the fun for me. I can't well, no, no, I told this guy. If you sit there studying, you know, the exact frame rates of moves, you're a fucking prick. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the, I, think, I think the great thing about Smash is that. You can you can look that deeply, and the game still. I mean, you, it might be really really hard for a, a, a normal non fucktard person to enjoy, but it still holds up to that level of scrutiny. When yeah, and you know, people who don't understand it say that it's oh, it's it's, it's Street Fighter for kids because it doesn't take nine hours of of button mashing to, to do a fucking Shoryuken. But I mean, it's got it's got all of that except it's just it's easy to do everything, and you can you can go that deep in and in that that retarded, and it's still in a way you know functional. Yeah, yeah, but you're saying about I, the I people making their own game where it's, you know, mm. you know, uh, no items, uh, Final Destination only, uh, you know, only certain characters. Well, well doing that is just a way to even, because, I mean, because the game's not perfect. It's got, it's got balance. No, but if you like do that, that you that's completely fucking retarded. A, like, items are a huge part of the game. And Final Destination only, that's, I think that's retarded because then people pick Fox or someone who can shoot across the entire fucking level. And, you know, some characters take advantage of there actually being terrain there. That's kind of the whole point of the game. If you want to, you know, just have two characters fighting on, you know, a flat platform, go play a 2D fighter. Go play Street Fighter. Go play Guilty Gear. Go play something else. Most people don't do Final Destination only. There's like a rotation of maps. that. There's a huge amount of people. Well, um, I don't know. When I went to Otakon and when I went to um, Anime Otakon. Next, those <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's no, actually they went with Otaku Convention, but yeah, it kind of has Otaku that Otaku Convention. <laughs> yes, Hentai. that will be a thing. But Hentai um, Colonel, what is this? Yeah, <sighs> sorry. 
<laughs> That's how Jim sounds. So seriously, when when I start on, I, I annoyed my girlfriend this the whole time I was there playing Metal Gear Solid. I was showing her it, and she just had to tell me to shut up because, like, every five seconds I would turn to her and go, "Metal Gear, carefully," <laughs> and she just shut up. But there is this huge subculture of people who are like that. That's my problem with it because a lot of times you'll run into them, like. People who will get pissed Hopefully off if you car. want to turn on items. Well, I mean, that, that's the, the the fighting mechanic is so good that you you can have a legitimately compelling game without items because each character is, for the most part, pretty balanced. I mean, I I, I can it, it, when you get in an item fight. I mean, it's because these people play these in tournaments, you know, competitively, and when you get items, it just comes down to a lot of it's it's all luck. It's not all luck, but it's a significant amount of luck instead of all skill, which you get with. With no items, I mean, I, mean, I, I usually don't defend this sort of scrutiny to a game, but like three of my friends, or I, all of my friends, one hundred percent of my friends do that, and I sort of, I can, it, it, it is sort of fun in a way, weird way after you sort of ease into it. It's like anal rape. Right, going back to the simplicity thing, I will say, give me Super Smash Brothers over Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter or what have you, because I would rather have a game that's about luck and luck and button mashing than a glorified memory test, which is what half of these fighting games are, and it's why I don't play them. It's just a fucking see how, it's a, see how many buttons you can press and remember to press game. Yeah, I'd rather have something simple and easy to play like Super Smash Brothers that anyone can get into and takes a little bit of luck and a bit of, a bit of actual skill outside of, you know, how many buttons you can press. Yeah, see, I mean, for me, I'm, I, like... I only play Guilty Gear in terms of, you know, my 2D fighters, and that I play with a group of friends where none of us are really that competitive. We're playing it to have fun, and it's it's more about just seeing if you can ran. Yeah, it is kind of randomly remembering moves, but it, it, that doesn't become a priority. It's more about just having fun. And hell, half the time, like one of my friends will keep trying to make up stories for why the characters are fighting. Um, that, yeah, it, it gets kind of sad, but then it gets progressively funnier as you go through the fights. So, so let me get this know. straight. People actually actually play fighting games for fun. Yeah, believe it or yeah, not. Oh, wow, because to hear half of them talk, you'd think they were playing for their fucking sister's lives. <laughs> More like their sister's virginity, knowing them. Yeah. Yeah. They're not all incestuous bastards. Only one of my not friends all is incestuous yeah. bastards. No, no, only the ones who actually have sisters. <laughs> <laughs> and the ones that have brothers. Well, the ones who have yeah. brothers are gay. <laughs> yeah. gay Th- thanks for that fill-in there, Jim. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, you know, when so men wait. like to have sex with other men, that means they're homosexual. So, hey, Jim, if you're gay, that automatically means you're incestuous? No, <laughs> no, but if was... you're incestuous with your brother and you're a dude, that means you're automatically gay. It was... <sighs> I thought Jim was I... implying the other way around, that all gay no, people are No, incestuous. it was... No, it was... It was I, basically... Hey, I think... My, we... joke, my joke was that people with... You were going to say, like, only the people with sisters have, you know, have incestuous relationships. I was going to say, um, the ones who have brothers, no, they're just gay. That was the, the joke I was going for. They're not oh, incestuous, okay. they're just, you see? And then that would subtly hint that they're still incestuous. Oh, dear, I wipe a tear of joy from my eye. But um, I'm sorry, your your whole Britishness sort of it flies over me. Yeah, blame, blame it on, 
I blame it on the War of 1812. Yeah. Get over yeah. it. Canada needs yeah. to glorify that one war. Get over it. We have. Okay, so we're kind of going over, so, but we'll have one last question from Agent Moo again. I don't think it's going to be a big surprise who won the 25 bucks this week. Um, are not emulated games, to translate, are emulated games uh, better than virtual console releases? And Lindy, I know you actually bought Metal Gear Slug 3, or Metal, Metal, Gear, Metal Gear Slug 3. Metal Gear Slug 3. <laughs> um, <laughs> last week for full price. So what, do you, what, what makes you buy these games, these re-releases, rather than just emulating them? All right, wait. Whoa, what what the fuck is his question? Are not emulated games? Nah, he's not he's being better. clever because I say that yeah. on Retroforce Go. I say not emulate instead of emulate. I'm I'm sorry. Are oh, emulated okay. games sure. better? Oh, than set up a word filter. For so that. he's being adorable. So what exactly is his fucking question? <laughs> Spell it out in dumb Lindy, please. Why do you buy virtual oh, console games versus? Is that it? Okay, wait, hold up, wait. I don't. I don't actually buy virtual console games, um, with the exception of some N sixty four ones, uh, which you know, uh, among those, like I think, uh, what did I get? Sin and Punishment, because you know, fuck, I've never played that game. That was awesome. And then like, I got Mario Kart sixty four, and uh, uh, what was the other one? Something else. But like, you know, those only because you know N sixty four is a bitch and a half to emulate. I have a modded Xbox, so like, you know, for everything else, it's like there's no real point to buying virtual console games, unless, of course, they happen to get around to translating and releasing, you know, previously, you know, but even then, I'm sure they'd find some fucking way to get the ROM on the internet. I don't know how, but, you know, whatever. Um, uh, yeah, but, like, uh, but the, the difference being is that with Metal Slug 3 and with a lot of the ports and emulated releases on the Xbox, they usually do come with some additional tchotchkes, like, you know, online multiplayer. For Metal Slug 3, that's a big draw. Um... Uh, for a lot of the other games, not so much. You know, like, I could I could download and emulate, you know, Sensible World of Soccer, but that game is really fucking fun online um, with other people. And, you know, same goes with a lot of games. So, you know, I think it just depends. I mean, uh, with a lot of the games on Xbox Live Arcade, they do add a lot of additional shit. Virtual Console is great for people who don't have modded Xboxes. Let's let's put it that way. Um, but, but for those of us who actually put our fucking broken Xboxes to good use. I mean, I don't really see the appeal other than being able to say, I own these games, but I already own most of those fucking games. Yeah. You see, this is... There's another forum I post at where I piss them off every Monday because I get so excited about what's on the virtual console. And to prove a point, when there's a new game they're really excited about for the virtual console, I'll then go and find a, a ROM site and download the ROM and tell them how, what a great time I'm having. And I'm enjoying it even more knowing that they're paying for it. Um, I think my crowning moment came when there was this guy posted, oh, fuck yes, Donkey Kong Two on the virtual console. I took a screenshot of his post, but in front of his post is a little message from my Firefox browser saying Donkey Kong Country Two dot exe downloaded, and I posted that picture and it pissed him off. And yeah, I really enjoyed playing Donkey Kong Country Two for free um, because again, I, I support pirating Nintendo because they don't want British people's money. Uh, let's just get that disclaimer out of the way so that I'm morally in the right. But um. I'm sorry, but when you can get shit for free and you're not offering us anything more for the money, it's ridiculous. It's retarded. Don't sell me a ROM when I could get a ROM for free. It's What's the point? Well, and much I less think, You know, I didn't buy Space yeah. Giraffe when I could get a punch in the bollocks for free. I, here's One thing I should note is that it's, it's interesting that most of the emulation that I do on the Xbox isn't even illegal. Um, because, I mean, shit, I have like... 
I don't know, some uh, 45 or 50 SNES games. And uh, even though I have, I you know, see, I, I don't want anyone to think, oh, Nindy supports piracy. I don't. I think Nintendo should be showered in cash for a lot of the classic games they're putting up. I, I think if people buy virtual console games, they should. That's great. That's awesome. But it's like, I can see the appeal in wanting to play something on a console as opposed to playing it on a computer. And I kind of have that already. But, you know, when I... And if I ha- ever have the hankering to play one of the SNES or NES games that I own, one of the hundreds of that I fucking own, I'd, I'd rather not dig them out. I'd rather not pull them out of the boxes that they're in, if they're in boxes. I'd rather not hitch up my SNES, even though I do love the pad and I love the experience. And, and there is something that you miss out on in the emulation. There's, I mean, the, the resolution is a bit crisper. It looks a little bit nicer when you're playing directly from an SNES. But the fact remains is that it's just much more convenient. So I, I probably don't even play ROMs illegally anymore. I just I just play the games that I already have. Chrono Trigger, Super uh, Super Metroid, and, and Super Mario World 2, and that's pretty much fucking it. I mean, you know, so at this point, it's just it's just a convenience factor. And if there's nothing, if there's no kind of additional... If there's nothing uh, on top of, you know, what they're offering, if, if it's just straight emulation, it's like, well, I've already got the games. I own the games, so there's no real draw for me. Um, so. Exactly. I'm sorry, in this day and age... The Legend of Zelda is worth little more than fifty cents. It really isn't. It's 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 worth no more than that, and I'm I'm not going to pay that much, you know, any more than that for the Legend of Zelda. Brad, what do you think? Um, I kind of like the Virtual Console. Um, I finally went ahead and bought a Wii Points card for the first time, simply because uh, I didn't come into gaming re- like heavily until PlayStation One, and that was even sort of like three quarters of the way through the PlayStation 1's life. Um, so there are very few games I actually own for SNES and for you know uh, Genesis and whatnot. Um, I'll definitely go and search for the original cards if I can find them, simply because I like to have physical objects there in front of me. And if I can, I'll buy them on the virtual console. But I, I just really, I do have a hard time supporting piracy Simply because, like, you know, I'm going, I'm studying screenwriting. I'm planning to go into the film industry, and I don't want to see like piracy constantly supported. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll do the same thing with um, anime. Once it gets licensed, even if it's like four episodes into the show, and I really enjoy it, I'll stop downloading it. Uh, the fan subbers will usually stop subbing it as well because you know they want to respect the industry and actually keep sort of legal balance of course you know that whole thing's changing right now but that's a whole topic Padoid-san. yeah and I, I agree I think that I think that I it's, mean, oh go ahead Jim please I was just say there's a lot of talk about you know supporting the industry respecting the industry but mm-hmm. come and live in England and pay 60 pounds for a video game oh, I completely which is agree that you guys dollars yeah yeah you guys get fucked over completely yeah I'm I mean sorry. that's Fuck that's a situation I mean, that's kind of like Trinidad and Tobago, like uh, Nero was in. You know, they're being yeah. charged a ridiculous amount of money, and so they end up pirating a lot of games. But I mean, we're the home country for, you know, uh, yeah, Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. Game, gamers, and, gamers in in America don't have that excuse. They just don't. Yeah, America, and, America and Japan really don't have an excuse. Those are the two countries that are focused on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, feel bad that you know Europe gets completely screwed over and I see absolutely no reason why, especially England because you're not really fucking translating anything from the American games yeah. Uh, yeah. you're converting I mean, it to PAL but that's about it 
It takes a really yeah. long time to put the U in every instance of color in favor. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's a point where it's like, I, I don't know, with, with the, uh, I mean, SNES games, like, I, I own so many and I've collected so many, I've purchased so many over the years. I've bought and traded and sold since I was, like, fucking 10 when it came out. Like, that's that's my system. Like, I grew up on the NES, but the SNES is where I really became a hardcore kind of gamer. And uh, it's it's gotten to the point where it's like, I I don't feel like I really have to invest any more money <laughs> in the SNES. I mean, fuck. Like I said, you know, most of the games are already on. It's like, I don't I don't own an R4. I don't pirate DS games. I don't pirate Wii games. My Wii isn't modded. I'm not going to go out of my way to fucking mod my, you know, 360 so I can download games. I like owning games. I like my collection. But, you know, insofar as the virtual console is concerned, when the bulk of the titles offered are Super NES and NES games, it's like, it's almost like I just... Uh, yeah, I agree. It's kind of hard after I've spent so much fucking money and like I own so many just just to have that convenience that I already have with my modded Xbox. It's like I I'd rather not buy it a third time, you know, like you know the first time and then and then you know whatever time I bought it when I pre-bought it for my fucking collection and then again on the virtual console. It just doesn't make any sense to me. So that's that's my justification. I'm not a huge pirate fuck, just a minor pirate fuck. I, and you've got to, I mean, you've got re- you and Jim and. Brad have reasons for it. I have to take the moral low ground and just say that I do it because I don't care because I'm a horrible human being and it's just easier and it doesn't cost any money. I mean, I don't do that often, but I do. I, I have to admit that I do it completely. I feel more guilt about the fact that I feel no guilt for doing it, almost. <laughs> I mean, even with movies, when I pirate movies, I'll almost always end up buying the movie. I, the only game I ever, yeah. uh, the only game I've recently pirated that I actually ended up buying was Call of Duty 4 because I wanted to play uh, the multiplayer. And I... I, I'll stop anytime. I'll, I'm going to yeah, well, stop eventually. The Bad thing person. is, you know, everyone who gets on their high horse about oh no to evil piracy, they've probably got they've got a fucking torrent program yeah. running. They've down they download MP3s. They've got a few movies. Just get off the fucking high horse. Oh yeah, well, I, I do. Just, yeah, I download so what I can't easily get access to. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I pirate old PC games all the time, if only because, I mean, fuck, how do you, like, you try to find a fucking copy of uh, Free Space 2 sometime, and, and I'm look not at how a, you... I tried to, I'm not having a go, you know, I tried to get Fallout today, it's fucking hard, but I tried Oh, to yeah, especially one. nowadays, yeah, good luck. I mean, like, and, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know, it, yeah, for a lot of these games, it's like, you know, Virtual Console kind of took away the excuse, because now it's not as difficult to get access to these games, but, like, um... Yeah, you have to pay money, that's, that's yeah. hard. It, it's it's very difficult for me to buy The Legend of Zelda for more than 50p. It's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't do it! Well, I mean, I, 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 it's, 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 it's a weird sort of honor system where the companies know that we can pirate them easier than, it, than we can buy them. And they just want to sort of hope that we do. And I guess we have been, statistically well, it's worked, speaking. It so. worked for Trent Reznor. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I just, you know, I I justify it to myself personally, and it's a false justification, but I'm secure in that, that I routinely give Nintendo some thousand billion dollars of my money yearly. I mean, like, I, I fucking spend most of my money on games nowadays anyway, and I work in the games industry. My money comes from the games industry and goes to the games industry. It's like, I, you know, what more can I do? <laughs> I just want yes. to play fucking games. For fuck's sake, just give me that. That's I've the thing, it. you know... I write I reviews for this fucking site. I put up with so much <laughs> shit. Give me the fucking games. No, first this you gotta donate true, a kidney I... to Miyamoto. Oh yeah. All fucking pirate games are on the virtual console, but then you know, I bought their fucking Wii, I bought their 
um, games brand new. I've given them money, and I'm not paying more than 50p for The Legend of Hunting Zelda. <laughs> Jesus H. Bollocks. <laughs> On that note, so ends Podtoid 39. I want to thank Brad Rice, Jim Sterling, and Aaron Lindy for coming on the show. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Metal Gear. (laughs) Barrel. Behind can't be. You shoot pretty good for a rookie. (laughs) You've got a really cute butt. (laughs) A legend of Battlefield, kid. Those aren't soldiers' eyes. Those are puppy's eyes. Beautiful, compassionate eyes. Yeah, yeah. Let him speak. He doesn't have much time.